Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Bosch. The number of clean diesel models in North America will double by 2014. Bosch Clean Diesel. Good, clean, fun. Bridgestone. Your journey, our passion. And by Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily for March 27th. I'm John McElroy and here's the news. Mercedes-Benz is teasing its latest light commercial vehicle, the Citan, which is a combination of the words City and Titan. Ward's Auto reports it's the first light commercial vehicle to emerge from the Mercedes-Nissan-Renault alliance. Thanks to higher production volumes from the partnership, Mercedes can price this van much more competitively than the discontinued Vaneo. I think this LCV looks pretty good, and that could bode well for the next generation Smart. Because remember, Renault is supplying the platform for the next Smart, and if they can make it look at least as nice looking as the Citan, the car just might have a chance. But we'll see. Ford's redesigned Explorer offers buyers a choice of two different engines, a 3.5-liter V6, as well as a 2-liter EcoBoost four-cylinder. But it looks like Ford believes it's got a bolt-on more horsepower because it's working on a performance version. Nothing is official yet, but the company's EcoBoost V6 and all-wheel drive could cross over to the Explorer. More details are expected to be announced tomorrow. Hey, very interesting development in the steel industry in the United States. Natural gas prices have dropped so much, thanks to hydraulic fracturing techniques, that steel producers are switching from coal to gas. The Wall Street Journal reports that natural gas costs almost $16 per million BTUs in Korea and Japan, but only $2.27 in the U.S. That could help North American automakers get cheaper steel. But how long will the cheap prices last? Natural gas prices have fallen so much that some companies have stopped drilling for it until prices start coming back up again. General Motors will start testing the Chevrolet Volt in China, along with the China Automotive Technology and Research Center. Of course, the Volt is probably the most tested car in history, so why does GM need to even do more testing in China? Words reports that this test program will put the Volt in the hands of some of China's top policymakers and opinion leaders, and I think that is a very telling clue. Right now, the Volt does not qualify for China's very lucrative consumer subsidies of $9,500 per electric car, as well as dropping a 9% sales tax. Unless GM convinces those top policymakers to change their minds, the American-made Volt does not stand a chance in China. And speaking of electric cars, yesterday battery supplier A123 Systems admitted that it was its battery that caused that embarrassing breakdown of the Fisker Karma when Consumer Reports was testing it. A123 will replace the batteries and the company says five other EV companies could be affected by the defect. A123 blames a faulty calibration in one of its welding machines that caused a misalignment of a component in some cells which can lead to an electrical short. And speaking of things electrical, 
Earlier this year, Japanese auto supplier Yazaki was hit with a $470 million fine by the U.S. government over a bid rigging scheme involving wire harnesses. Several other suppliers that were involved were also hit with smaller fines. And now the Detroit News reports that a Denso executive, Norihiro Imai, will serve a year in prison and pay a $20,000 fine for his involvement in the conspiracy. Denso already agreed to pay a $78 million fine for its part in the scheme. The Justice Department began its investigation several years ago and says the price fixing boosted the cost of vehicles, but it doesn't say by how much. The scheme started about a decade ago and has led to investigations in Japan and Europe as well. I'm Andrew Justice and coming right up I'll have a look at a brand new entry-level luxury vehicle. Drivers who want to get the most out of their cars, it's Bridgestone or nothing. We're here in Scottsdale, Arizona, where you can see all kinds of luxury vehicles, including some that aren't even on sale yet, like the Acura ILX over my shoulder here, the company's newest entry-level luxury vehicle. Uh, this vehicle is targeted at uh, a younger buyer, a 25 to 35-year-old. Uh, that buyer is looking um, to kind of step into it as adult life. Uh, he's graduating college, maybe has his first career job, looking for a car that's uh, both fun but also luxurious. Uh, that customer is probably looking for some connectivity in his feature content. Uh, this car has standard features like um, Bluetooth connectivity, USB, it has Pandora internet radio, SMS text messaging, a whole suite of, of technologies that are really relevant in today's marketplace. Uh, this vehicle also has a range of uh, efficient four-cylinder engines, uh, starting with Acura's first hybrid uh, to a two-liter five-speed automatic transmission, all the way up to a 2.4-liter six-speed manual car. That's a lot, lot of fun to drive. Automakers have always been interested in the younger demographic, especially in the last decade as their buying power has increased. Acura looked at their product lineup and thought the new ILX would help them to fill a void in the entry-level luxury segment. Yeah, we thought that the Acura ILX could really um, step into three different opportunity areas that we saw in the marketplace. Uh, first was the, um, basically the population opportunity. Uh, we know that the Generation Y population is about 75 million strong. Uh, they're entering their driving age years between 18 and 35. Uh, with this car, we're going to target the, uh, the older half of that, the 25 to 35 year olds. Um, there's also opportunity in the, in the segment, uh, in the marketplace, uh, the near premium segment. Uh, we think we have a very good position at the heart of that segment. Uh, and then also there was a buyer opportunity. Uh, we know that co uh, customers are looking for um, things like high quality materials uh, in a small package, uh, something that's still fun to drive, but also luxurious. And we think that the ILX uh, is a perfect car for that. Acura has an aggressive goal and hopes to sell 35,000 ILXs in their first year, with 75% being the plain two liter model but surprisingly, they say 20% of sales will be hybrids, just like you see behind me. From Tonto National Forest in Arizona, I'm Andrew Justice for AutoLine Daily. Hey, do you live in New York City? If so, you could attend a live broadcast of AutoLine After Hours on Thursday, April 5th from Katz's, the famous delicatessen in Manhattan. I'll be there along with Peter DeLorenzo, the auto extremist, and you can find out all the details on our website. 
Just visit the AutoLine After Hours section of AutoLine.tv where you can RSVP and get directions to Katz's Deli. Give us a shout so that we might know how many people to expect. And that wraps up today's report. Thanks for watching. We'll see you tomorrow.